Well, you guys can go ahead and have a seat. And I want you to do me a favor. I want you to show some gratitude to our band that leads us every week, all of our tech guys back there. The, the men and women that lead us here that serve in the back with sound and lights and whatnot, thank you guys for leading us every week to the throne of God. And, and, and it's, it's just powerful. It's a powerful morning of worship already. And as David said, today's going to be a little bit different. So if you've ever been to church before, you've ever been at Rolling Hills before, today looks a lot different than any other Sunday that you've ever experienced. So just uh, trust that we know what we're doing. We're, 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 you're standing up, you're sitting down a lot today. So just thankful that you're here. But today's all about gratitude and all about Thanksgiving. In fact, I don't know about you, but I'm just going to be really honest. Can I be honest with you this morning? Is this a safe place where I can be brutally honest with you? It really bothers me when people don't say thank you. Am I the only one? Like, you've probably got your little list of pet peeves, and high on my list is when someone just doesn't say thank you. So it feels really good to get that out this morning, and so um, I can't ever take it back now that I have said it. So it's just there, and it's out in the open for all to hear. And I'm a pretty easygoing person. It doesn't seem like a whole lot bothers me. Doesn't, that, that's really stressing me out, so to speak. But it just bothers me when people don't really express gratitude. And so perhaps you've had a moment in your life where you have done something and no one really thanked you for that or didn't express that gratitude back to you. And so I have prepared some thank you notes this morning for those of you that perhaps have done some things that people haven't noticed or they haven't expressed gratitude for. And so I just want to thank you publicly to, to some of you guys who have never been thanked before. Can I read a few of them to you? Now, to all of you who have ever turned le let anyone turn left on Nolensville Road, <laughs> thank you. Um, you never know how much this act means because, see, what most people do is they just kind of inch closer and closer to the car in front of them, and they refuse to even look to the left uh, to realize there is somebody like me trying to get out. And maybe perhaps you have let someone out in traffic, and they never even gave you the customary thank you wave. Um, and so I apologize for that. Um, but just thank you. Thank you for, you know, being a person who will let people out in front of you. Uh, and that's signed from Concerned Citizens that wonder why it takes 45 minutes to get from Dollar General to Bent Creek. Um, uh, to all of you who self-edit in your mind and you decide to not post everything that you're really thinking on Facebook, thank you. Um, uh, I know there's a temptation to kind of air it all out there uh, in, uh, in public, but some of you have exercised some reserve, and for that, we are truly, truly grateful. So that's signed from people who are not a fan of TMI. And then um, to all of you all who talk on your speakerphone, um, thank you for taking that call outside um, because it is a private call, and so we appreciate you taking that to a private place uh, so that you can have that conversation. Because as much as we all like to hear about all your business dealings and how stressed out you are, we do appreciate you keeping that private phone call private. And then lastly, to all of the moms of preschoolers and young kids, I see some of you out there, I just want to say thank you. Because no one ever told you as a parent how much of your time would be spent uh, preparing food for people that won't eat it. Um, and how quickly uh, your beautiful children can be, kind of become a tornado and they can destroy a room that you literally just cleaned. And no one prepares you for how often your kid is going to cough into your face and uh, how often they're going to throw up on you. And if that wasn't enough then you're responsible for cleaning up and doing the laundry of the said person who just did the throwing up on you. And so on behalf of all children who have never thanked you, um, thank you for the difference that you make. So I want to be the first this morning, if you've not been thanked already, to thank you for being here. Thank you for being a church that cares about our community. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for those of you who are visiting with us for the very first time today. 
Thank you guys for inviting people to come and be a part of Rolling Hills. Thank you for serving our community. Thank you guys for showing up early and standing in the cold to help people find a parking spot. Thank you guys for opening up your homes as community group leaders to have people in every week. I know it's a huge responsibility to have your house clean every Monday night because those people keep coming back. Thank you guys for opening up your heart to the needs of people. Thank you for being a church that responds. If we put a need in front of you, you guys are so quick to respond and say, what can we do to help? And this morning, it's all about being grateful for those things. And so we call this our Stories of Thanksgiving Sunday. And my hope and my prayer is that you'll walk away here in just a few minutes and say, you know what, I truly have so much to be grateful for as well. And that you'll write that story of Thanksgiving and that you'll reflect upon what it means to be a grateful person because God wants to use that gratitude and God wants to use those moments of Thanksgiving in our life to change us. And there's something so spiritual and so significant about being a grateful person. And so this morning is all about camping out there. Now, by a show of hands, who's already listening to Christmas music? Several of you guys. Who's already got Christmas trees up, lights on your house, that kind of thing? A few of you guys. Okay, I'm there as well. But we're all going to need to slow our roll for the next 10 minutes because it's today's about Thanksgiving. Okay, so I know that you have Uh, you know, all these exciting things that are happening at Christmas, but today's all about being grateful. And I don't want us to skip over what it means to be people who live with gratitude, because all of Scripture points to this. In fact, there's a psalm this morning that I want us to unpack for a few minutes, Psalm 100, that really helps us understand what it means to be a grateful person, to live with gratitude. And so you can follow along with me on the screen. You can hop on your mobile device, or if you have a copy of God's Word, I'm going to open it up to Psalm, and you'll see right there in the middle of your Bible, Psalm 100. And let's read this together. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Now, there is so much incredible truth in this psalm, and we could take it word by word and spend hours unpacking how cool this is as we're instructed by God to be people who live with gratitude, who grow in thankfulness. But I want to hone in on that first verse, because in verse 1, it says to shout for joy. And that's a pretty bold declaration. It doesn't say speak for joy. It doesn't say whisper for joy. It doesn't say, think about joy and just reflect on it in your heart. It says to shout for joy to the Lord for all that he has done. See, the Lord is supposed to be the subject of this shouting action, this, this, this gratitude, this, this praise that we bring to him. Sometimes people ask, why do you guys worship so loud? And why do you always talk about joy? And why do you say that the Christian life shouldn't be stale and stagnant? It's because Psalm 100 is here. And Psalm 100 says that we are to be people who live with gratitude and who shout to the Lord for what he has done. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ should be celebrated, that the gospel should be celebrated, that we celebrate what God's doing in the lives of people. We have so much to celebrate this morning. We're seeing people come to faith in Christ. We're seeing people take this next step of baptism. We're seeing partners join with us. We're seeing a new building that literally has almost kind of just, I don't know about you, but for me, it's just like it just came out of nowhere. And now we're, you know, in the next couple of months going to be moving into a new building that we're excited about being a tool to reach new people for our community. But you guys also are the church in the community because this isn't the church up here. This is a building. 
The church is you living out that mission. And I hear stories all the time. We get emails all the time about what you guys are doing and the difference that you're making. Just a couple of weeks ago, there was a teacher at Nolensville Elementary School, which is where we used to meet before we were here, that reached out to uh, one of our, uh, one of our um, attenders here and said, we really miss you guys meeting at the school. And I thought, we were like an outside rental. Like, I thought that we were in your all's way, and they were saying, no, we miss you guys being here. And I thought, that's a testament to our people living out their calling, meeting needs, seeking to make the community a better place. See, there's so many reasons that we are to be filled with joy and thanksgiving, but particularly when I go back to verse 3, I'm really reminded what we should be grateful for. Because in verse 3, it says, know that the Lord is God, it is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. See, because I have this knowledge that God made me and that I belong to him, that we are his people, we are the sheep of his pasture. Don't you love that visual of God being a shepherd and the world being the sheep pen and the world being the pasture? And you and I are the sheep who are in desperate need of the shepherd, who are in desperate need of the Savior because Jesus Christ is caring for me. He's always meeting my needs. And you see this here on your notes, but when you realize that God is with you at all times, when you realize that he is the shepherd, when you realize he's with you at all times and with you in all seasons, you can't help but express gratitude. If I want to be a person who expresses gratitude, then I have to realize he is with me at all times. He is with me in all seasons. And because of that, I can't help but express gratitude. Do you know that this last year of your life, you've never walked alone? And it may feel like you have at times, There may have been some low points of this last year, and you've thought to yourself, I don't know where God is in the midst of this, but I assure you, he is your good shepherd, and he has never let you wander out there by yourself. There's moments, I'm sure, in the last 12 months that you're still not able to make sense of, but he has been your shepherd. He has not forgotten you in those moments. And I hope today that you'll take some time to reflect upon that. In fact, we give you this little card this morning about what you're thankful for. And I pray that you'll reflect upon that, that you'll physically write down some words of the things that you're grateful for today. And at the end of our service, our offering basket is going to come by your seat. We'd be honored if you'd feel comfortable putting that in there. Not because we're going to, you know, post it on the website or anything like that, but we just want to celebrate with you and see what those stories of Thanksgiving that you have in your life to reflect upon those truth, these tangible things that God has done because we've never been alone. And because we have never been alone and because of that promise, we are instructed in verse 4 to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. See that that, that phrase, enter into his courts, means enter into a a place, a, a gathering place. I'm entering into this place this morning with thanksgiving on my mind, praise on my lips, And seeking to be a person who says, you know what, I want to be marked by gratitude. And something happens in my life, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well. Have you noticed how something happens in your life when you live with gratitude? Something happens in your life because, see, gratitude leads to, to a sense of praise. In fact, you see it here on your screen, but praise is a result of a thankful posture. Praise is a result of a thankful posture. When I choose to kind of have this posture in my life to say, you know what, I'm going to live with gratitude today. I don't know what's going to come my way, but I'm going to seek to live with gratitude. See, praise is the natural overflow of a thankful posture. It's so true in worship, but it's not just these moments where we gather together for corporate worship. It's the 24-7 life that we seek to live, my everyday act of worship. See, thankful people praise. Thankful people tend to have more joy as well. 
thankful people realize that joy in their life isn't dictated by circumstances. And that even though I might be going through some circumstances that I would not want to go through, that I don't prefer to go through, I can still praise. Why? Because I know that the Good Shepherd is watching over me and that the Good Shepherd is caring for me. I know that some of you have had a really tough year. I'm always reminded on holiday weeks that for those of you that have lost someone this year, that maybe you, you, you've lost a loved one this year, I understand that that is incredibly challenging and that's incredibly difficult and there's grief that's connected to that. It's been my experience though that many of you are still able to raise your hands and say God is good even in the midst of everything you've gone through and how are you able to do that? It's because you have a posture of gratitude and you're still thankful because God has not abandoned you. God has not left you even though this world causes us to be stressed and causes anxiety in our life. It's why we can still say God is good in the midst of our loss. But without that thankful attitude or without that kind of thankful posture or heart, we tend to, to not praise. We tend to kind of wallow in all of our own stressors. And we ask ourselves these questions. Why am I going through this? Why is everyone else's life perfect, it seems like, and mine is filled with trials? But the reality is, everyone's going through something. And when we make life all about us, opposed to making our life about God and other people, we tend to kind of lose that perspective. But it is gratitude and thanksgiving that always serves as a gut check for your perspective, isn't it? And that's why these stories of thanksgiving are so incredibly important. And then I'm able to say, you know what? I can be grateful no matter what. And the floodgates of praise will open up in my life regardless of how happy I am or regardless of how much I am struggling. And then in verse 5, it says, For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Stop to think just a moment about all the Bible stories you know about God's faithfulness. Stop to think about all those incredible stories that aren't mythological, by the way. These are real things that have actually happened. Stop to think about the way God has shown up in people's lives, but also stop to reflect upon the ways he's shown up in your life. To not grow tired or weary of expressing gratitude for all that you have seen him do. I think about Elijah on Mount Carmel. And Elijah had this moment where he prayed to God, and God literally came down in fire to show the prophets of Baal that he was God and that they were not. And then there's this moment where this little boy brings a lunch, and that lunch serves more than just one person. It serves, in fact, 5,000-plus people because God was showing his goodness, and God was showing his power in those moments. I think about God sending his son Jesus to bring us life, life that we don't deserve, freedom that we do not deserve, that we could never earn, and we have so much to be grateful for. The same God we worship today, the same God that you and I are asking for guidance in the situations we're going through right now, it's the same God that David prayed to when he was facing a literal giant. It's the same God that Jonah prayed to from the belly of a whale when he had been disobedient and God was redirecting his paths. It's the same God that Stephen was praying to when he was being stoned. And he was able to say, even in the midst of this physical adversity, I will still praise the name of the Lord. It's the God who healed you of cancer. It's the God who has saved your marriage for some of you, it's the God who perfectly knit together a baby in your womb this year. It's the God who heard your cry for a new job and provided that new job for you. 
It's the God who parted the Red Sea so the Israelites could walk through on dry land. It's the same God. And when I realize his faithfulness through all generations, I have this overwhelming sense of peace that comes over me that says, I have to be more thankful. Because his goodness is not limited to just back then. And his goodness isn't limited to what's just happening right now. He is faithful through all generations. The same God yesterday, today, and forever. And as that thankfulness increases in my life, so does faithfulness. If you want to be a faithful person, seek to be a thankful person. Because as thankfulness increases, so does faithfulness. Why? Because I know he can be trusted with my future. Because I've seen him work in the past. Sometimes we're quick to forget all the things that God has done. But I pray that today would maybe serve as a a gut check for us. A reminder to not forget his faithfulness throughout these generations. And if you and I seek to be people who successfully run this race in front of us, if we seek to be a person that, you know, really wants to make a difference in the lives of other people, then we have to have gratitude and we have to express thankfulness in every situation, good and bad. And we don't seek to take matters into our own hands, but we seek to trust God in the midst of that. And there's something about that posture that opens up a gateway for us to continue being faithful. I know that you have a lot to be thankful for today. I know I certainly have a lot to be thankful for today. And my prayer is that we would express that today. That we would express that and that we would say, God, I want to share my story of thanksgiving with another because I believe I'm going to be changed in the process. But it's not just me that gets changed in the process. Other people get changed in the process as a result of your thankfulness. So let's go live today with lives of gratitude. Let's celebrate what it is that he is doing. Let's reflect upon his goodness and let's say, Lord, I'm grateful for what you have done and I want to seek to share your goodness and your faithfulness with others. I hope that you're encouraged this morning by this story, a story of thanksgiving, of faithfulness in the Rabelhofer family. Why don't you take a look at this? Hi, I'm Jim Rabelhofer. And I'm Gretchen Rabelhofer. We've been married for 38 years and we have been at Rolling Hills for eight. Last January, we had an incident in our lives that just really shook our world. I play ice hockey, and during the game, I don't really remember any of this because of how it occurred, but my heart stopped and I collapsed. Little did I know that our goalie, I played defense, and our goalie is an EMT, and he jumped right into action. He recognized what had, that I had collapsed. Um, The other team had a firefighter and a personal trainer who also came to help. They were able to get the AED from the rink and shocked my heart and got it started again and did CPR. I got a call from the rink and said that he was down and that they were performing CPR on him and that they were going to take him to Vanderbilt. And I got in my car and when I found him there, he was unconscious already. I wasn't sure what had happened. I was uh, just very confused where I was, why I was there, what had happened, because it was just so different for me. And, um, and Gretchen helped so much with, with making me feel back at home and understanding, explaining to me where I was and what was going on. I was just amazed how many people had emailed me and um, got on the phone from all over the country, people letting me know that they were praying for me. And, I was just overwhelmed by that. And, and through it all, it had given me such peace, knowing that we were in the presence of God and that he was taking care of us and we were gonna be um, okay. 
through it all. I look back at it and there's so much in that whole period that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful just that I could play hockey at my age. I was thankful that when I collapsed that I had equipment on and had no additional physical injuries. And thankful that for skilled people, our, our goalie came over and he's working on me. And thankful for Gretchen and my family who just ran and ran to support me and surround me. I am so grateful for our church family because they surrounded us and just gave me a great sense of who God was. And I really saw that through our church family. And now we're, uh, we're thankful for the next chapter in our life. I'll be retiring at the end of the year. And Gretchen and I are moving to California to be closer to our grandson. We go without any real expectations of what it's gonna be like, but just know that God has a plan for us out there. And I think he brought me through this for a reason and that he does have a plan for me in California and, and whatever may happen, just to know that, that God is there with us holding us and loving us so deeply is something that I'll always be thankful in my life. I don't know about you, but I love hearing people's stories because there's something about people's stories, whether it's Jim and Gretchen's story or the stories that you'll share maybe with someone at lunch today. There's something about a story that's so powerful. And because when we are bringing those stories uh, to, to people and, and to the world, uh, people are encouraged by that. And so I want to introduce you this morning to Austin and Kaylin Talent. And uh, Austin and Kaylin uh, moved here about a year and a half ago from uh, Arizona. And so I just really have loved getting to know you guys and your, and your sweet family and appreciate the ways you guys have just jumped in really to the deep end of Rolling Hills and are serving and leading a community group. And so, but as you think back over the last you know, year and a half, especially since you've been here in Tennessee, what are you thankful for? What is, what is your story of Thanksgiving today? Yeah, well, the first thing is being in the South from out West is definitely pimento cheese and SEC football. Sure, there's that, one. there's that, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but the, the biggest thing has just been God's faithfulness and provision for us moving across the country. I mean, this is about 1,500 miles away from where we grew up, both of us, and our families are still over there. Um, so it's just been really cool to see God bring that, our friends, um, our church that has just, we've fell in love with so quickly here, and, um, and our family that we, we moved together with um, my brother and sister-in-law, and it's just been really great to be on this journey with them together. Awesome. I think um, just the sweet town, um, coming from big city of Phoenix to a small town of Nolansville, even if we can't turn left. Um, right. <laughs> being grateful for that, um, for our baby girl, Sophia, that was born here. Um, and just for the opportunity, I think, to think intentionally about what we want our family to look like, how we want to raise our girls, um, just kind of taking a step away from everything we're used to um, and really reflecting on that. When I think about you guys, you, you do certainly carry yourself in a way, a posture. Of, I know that you guys ex you express a lot of gratitude, and you're always thankful, and you post things that express gratitude and all those kinds of things. So I know that there's intention with that. And I know that a lot of us probably don't have as much intention with that. So I'd love for you to share, just in, like for, particularly from your family, whether it's marriage or raising kids, what are practical ways that you guys keep Thanksgiving in the forefront of your mind. So it's not just something we celebrate, you know, here in a few days, but it's something that really goes throughout your, your life 365. What are some ways that you guys do that? 
Yeah, the biggest thing for us is um, we've just started a habit of in the morning, uh, pretty much as soon as we get up and done doing some morning reading, is to play worship music for about an hour or two hours in the morning. Um, I'm stay-at-home dad with my girls during the, during the week, so we just turn on worship music, and even after, if there's some early morning frustrations with a three-and-a-half-year-old and an eight-month-old, <laughs> um, it's also kind of uh, convicting for me as a parent to make sure I have that grateful uh, posture, and so just what that music does to your spirit in the morning is just really important, and I think us doing that as a family and with my kids is is really big, too, and then Another one is um, just praying at the end of the day for things that we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really fun to do that with a toddler <laughs> as well, mm-hmm. uh, to, to hear from them. And, um, and it, it's good for us just to, you know, really cap in the, the start of your day and the end of your day with Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I hope that you guys are encouraged by that because it's easy. Sometimes we hear these stories and we think, okay, I can do that. That's not, you know, that, that I, I can do that, but I don't know about you, but sometimes it's the most, what seems like the most simple things that we probably struggle with the most. And so thank you guys for leading your family that way. And it's, and it's evidence. I mean, you see it in kind of the dynamic that you guys have created. But I also know, Kaylin, that life, it's easy to talk about all the highs and all the things that we're really, really grateful for, but there's also lows and there's challenges and, and there's seasons that we walk through that we don't want to really be grateful and Thanksgiving isn't necessarily on the forefront of our mind. So how have you found in those seasons to still be grateful? How do you still seek gratitude out even though things may not be going like you had hoped or like you thought they would go? Yeah, absolutely. I think we've had a couple of big curveballs thrown at us in the past couple of years and just Um, these moments of devastation where you kind of cry out to God, like, Lord, what is going on? Why is this happening to us? This is not what we hoped for or planned for or expected for. But every single time, the Lord has been so faithful in showing us, like, I did that for a reason. I allowed that to happen for a reason, um, to bring you to, to a new place, to open conversation, to allow us to, again, reflect on, okay, is this something, like, we never would have thought about? But the Lord has put it put us in the situation for a reason, and I think just in those moments of confusion or doubt, just remembering that He was faithful then, He will be faithful now. He's using those those heartbreaks, those situations to protect us from something or prepare us for something. Um, and I think that's been really really evident for us in the past couple of years, for sure. Absolutely, and that's so good. I want to camp out on that because I think. You, I like the way you worded it. It's either he's either protecting us or he's preparing us for something. And when you go through wilderness seasons, you just sometimes you kind of want to make life about you, and you want to say, "Why am I going through this?" But God intended it for good, and and you're able to see on this side of the equation what He was doing. And and I and I appreciate you guys saying that because without that heart of gratitude and without that heart inclined towards Him we can get bitter in those moments, or we can say, you know what, I'm going to grow closer to God in the midst of that. So then the last thing, you know, you've got a captive audience and a microphone. So um, what else would you guys say just about Thanksgiving uh, and, and about just this season and just any encouragement for us as, we're, as we all seek to live out our story of Thanksgiving? Yeah, I would say, too, uh, one thing is like with with kind of the timing and, and the gratefulness, and um, one thing that I, I want to make sure I mention is God's timing is always is always perfect, and one of the things I've most been most thankful for recently is our community group coming together. Um, we started having that conversation over a year ago, and we're very frustrated last fall and winter that it wasn't 
uh, it wasn't moving, and God knew exactly what he was doing and put the right people in our group. There's probably two or three couples in our group that didn't even live here at last fall when we were trying to get our community group going. So um, it's just been really great to see the fruit of that and thankful for for that um, season. So I know that there's a lot of people here that are probably like us that have moved here from maybe a different part of the state or maybe from another state. And I would really encourage you to pray with your family and, and try to get connected with a community group. It's, it's super, super helpful. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys. And I want to pray for you because you guys represent, um, you know, a, a young family that's seeking to bring glory to God with all of your days and the way that you are in your marriage and the way that you parent and, and your work. And so I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you. And in doing so, I want to pray for all of us that we would seek to live out that story.